Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast. And I'm excited for this episode, but before we get started, I have a few announcements to make. Um, the first of which is I'm super excited to announce that we have another another sponsor for this episode, um, and that is Fear Not Tarantulas. Um, Fear Not Tarantulas is an awesome small business that was willing to send me a bunch of um, live tarantulas f- to add to our collection for educational and our classes and our uh, camps and all that kind of stuff. So they sent me four tarantulas. They're absolutely amazing. They're settling in really well, and these folks are just amazing. So go check out Fear Not Tarantulas. If you're ever looking for a pet tarantula of any kind, they've got all kinds of species, all kinds of sizes, and all kinds of prices. So it's it's really awesome. They were super generous, so thank you to them. Second announcement is um, we have a new series on YouTube. Um, I'm super excited to announce that we are going to start doing – or. I guess I am going to start doing. Um, I'm really the the one that's going to be um, on this, but um, we're going to do a bug of the week. So there's a new series on YouTube, and we're going to do a, a bug every week. We're going to talk about a unique bug every week. So there is an episode out right now about the sloth moth, and so if you want to learn about the sloth moth, go and check that video out. They're always going to be a little under 10 minutes, sometimes a few might go over, we'll have to see, but we're going to do a brand new bug every week, it's going to be a great time, so definitely go check us out on YouTube, um, yeah, they're really fun videos, I've enjoyed making them so far, so go check that out, and yeah, that's it for our announcements, so without further ado, let's get right into it. Welcome to another episode of the Little Dudes Insect Academy podcast, and today I'm with Grace Sword, and I'm super excited for this interview, um, and let's just jump right into it. We're at the ESA conference in uh, Denver, Colorado this year, and I'm just super excited to meet everybody again, and I've never met Grace, but um, regardless, I'm super excited to get started. So uh, how many ESA conferences have you been to? Oh gosh, I've probably been to six or seven at this point. Oh my goodness, wow, that's awesome. (laughs) All right, so you're not new to this whole thing. So, um, yeah, so when did you originally get interested in entomology? Uh, Well, I've I've always been interested in entomology ever since I was really, really little. And the first time I ever actually said I want to be an entomologist, like that exact phrase, Mm Uh, I was five, and my mom oh. came out while I was force-feeding a grasshopper just to watch its, ma- its <laughs> mouth parts move. Yeah. And she pointed at the grasshopper and said, you know, you can do that for a job. I just looked it up on Google. It's called entomology. And it just, it kind of just stuck. That's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. So you've always been interested. You've never been grossed out or scared or anything. It's always cool to see the different paths that everyone has taken um, to get to this. And so, yeah, so what was your schooling like um, in middle school and high school? Did you have any, like, mentors or anything in entomology, or were you pretty much just self-taught? It was pretty much self-taught for that time period. I There was one... Uh, there was one class, one of the biology classes, that had an insect portion. Okay. And that's where I really got into it. I looked up all of the ways that you should collect insects, how you should pin them and mm-hmm. everything. And the teacher actually had me show the other kids how to do it mm-hmm. because I was just jabbering on to her the whole time. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, you were you were the science teacher for a while. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. Um, yeah, so moving on to your college career, uh, what was that like? Where did you go? And then we'll move on to some of the projects that you did um, right. during that time. Uh, so my undergrad, I actually specifically looked for a university that had entomology as an undergraduate degree. Okay. There's not very many of them anymore. Actually, the university that I went to, Iowa State, uh, they no longer offer it as an undergraduate degree. I was one okay. of the last few people to get it. Uh, and then I moved on to the University of Minnesota for my master's, and now I'm at the Ohio State University for my PhD. Okay, very cool. Um, so what did you, what were some of the projects that you did for uh, your various degrees? So in undergrad, I, I wanted to get as into the department as possible for getting as much as I could out of the actual education experience. So I worked in a corn rootworm beetle lab, uh, I worked in a soybean lab, and then I also worked for the Iowa State Insect Zoo, which is where I found out that I really like translating science for mm. people. That's uh, cool. And then for my master's, I was working on spotted wing Drosophila and seeing how it moves in the environment and how infestations occur, because spotted wing Drosophila is an invasive type of fruit fly. Okay. And the reason why it's so bad is that it actually infests ripening fruit rather than decaying fruit like every other fruit fly. So hmm. raspberries, blueberries, those producers are really struggling with this new pest. Yeah, because they eat them before they're even ready to harvest. Exactly. Wow, okay. Yeah. So you've worked with uh, solutions instead of pesticides, or what's the deal with that? Yeah, we were trying to find an early warning system Okay. that was better than just a trap, because if you put out a trap, you're attracting them to that field. <laughs> and if you're attracting them to the field, then they're going to be going first to the trap, but then also into the actual fruit. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so figuring out a way around that. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, so did we cover all the um, all of your st studies in school, or...? Uh, my PhD right now uh, is on fungus gnats in okay. oyster mushroom production. Uh, right now, the management strategies for that, like uh, nematodes, a microscopic roundworm mm -hmm. that can kill pests, actually doesn't have an impact in oyster mushroom systems unlike button mushrooms, because the mushrooms actually eat the nematodes. Okay. Yeah, so finding alternate strategies there. Huh, that's interesting. Okay, so usually you would use nematodes to combat the, um, sorry. The fungus gnats. The fungus gnats, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so they usually eat them, or what's the deal with that? Yeah, so the nematodes will go into just naturally occurring openings, so the spiracles, which are the breathing holes along the abdomen of the insect, or uh, by being eaten uh, by the insect, and they basically replicate inside of the insect and eventually kill it, and then they spread out to find more. Interesting. Okay, and those, and those are a really small version of nematodes because there are big ones too, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're because I've seen tiny. pictures and videos of that, and that's crazy too. Yeah, they're like on the nanometer level. Okay, I see. Yeah. So uh, that's that's really interesting. So uh, with your your PhD work. Um, is that all you've worked on so far? Is that what you're working on currently still, or is there something else? 
Yeah, that's what I'm still currently working on. Okay. Uh, I am helping with other projects, like uh, we're looking at pepper weevils, um, because that's a major pest of peppers, including uh, peppers that have capsaicin, so the hot peppers, Yeah. which okay. usually don't have very many pests. That, well, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> humans can't, some humans can't even eat them, so it would make sense as to why animals can't too. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, what... Uh, so what have you kind of found in that research at all? For the pepper wheel project? Yeah. Yeah. I, so... And you said you're helping it. It's not like your project, right? Right, right. Okay. I'm just yeah. assisting with... Uh, I made an infographic for this conference, actually, oh, that cool. we're going to give to growers. So we want to get as much feedback on that as possible while we're here. That's cool. Um, so what we found out is that... I. I'm from, I'm in Ohio right now, and it's mainly a southern pest. Okay. And the growers are actually bringing in peppers from the south, and when a pepper isn't sellable, they'll put it into what we call a cull field. So it's just sitting there. And if they don't do anything with that cull field, then the adult uh, weevils will actually go into the fields. But if they till it in, if they break up those peppers, then that stops the life cycle and we're seeing a reduction in the actual pepper weevil infestations. Interesting. So it's kind of stopping it before it becomes a problem. Okay, yeah, so how about how about the um, mushroom gnats that you mentioned? Um, mushroom gnats, right, yeah. Um, and, the, and the nematodes, have you found anything interesting with that at all? Yeah, yeah. So with that, we're looking at alternative strategies. Uh, so the she's now a master's student, but during her undergrad research, she came three summers in a row, and we just published a paper on it, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, we found that uh, Bacillus thuringiensis israeliensis, uh, that is uh, BTI, so it's a bacterium that when an insect eats it, it crystallizes in their stomach and kills them. Hmm. And that is actually proving to be really effective and it's not harmful at all to any mammals. Wow, okay. So that's, that's probably going to prove to be a really good way to, to manage this pest. And, and, and that's only, that's specifically to this pest, you couldn't use it for any other thing? Uh, actually, you can. Okay. Uh, there's different varieties or different strains of Bacillus thuringiensis. Israeliensis is the strain, and okay. that usually targets more of the flies. Uh, there are others that will target the lepidopterans or the the butterflies or beetles, and so you you can use it depending on what strain or what application you're using. Okay, interesting. So that's that's actually really exciting, because that. Uh, you said it wasn't harmful to anything else. How, how, how is it able to target a specific pest, though? So the reason why it's effective in insects and not in mammals is because uh -huh. insects have an alkaline gut. So okay. it's more basic than ours, which is acidic. Like our stomach acid, if, if you get any upset, it's, it feels acidic. Mm -hmm. But for insects... Insects don't have that. It's much more, much more towards the neutral angle, and that actually triggers these uh, little crystallizations that end up being the thing that kills them. Okay. So, yeah. So it it becomes really effective to be safe for mammals and able to uh, manage a pest. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. So uh, did we cover pretty much everything there? 
Yeah, I believe so. Okay, so, um, yeah, so you talked about your young interest in entomology. Um, did you, have you had any more um, mentors throughout the rest of your life that have kind of inspired you to do, uh, to do what you're doing today? Um, whether it's in entomology or just in general, um, just kind of who inspires you? Oh, yeah, I, had, I have quite a few. Um, yeah. So during my undergrad, uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do grad school. I was okay. thinking of just going and being a lab tech. And okay. my mentor at the time, Jennifer Jant, I was uh, assisting her with a wasp project. And okay. it, was, it was looking at paper wasps and how they interact with their larvae and based on what food is available. <laughs> And she took me under her wing and basically was like, okay, so we're going from this stage of we're collecting the data and here's how you present it, here's how you write it up. And she took me through the entire process of what grad school is like, but in a miniature version. Okay. And she's, she's honestly the reason why I decided to go to grad school. And I still keep in touch with her as much as I can. She's uh, out in New Zealand right now. Wow, that's really cool. All right, so um, what are some of the things that you do in your life to get away from work and school and all that? Uh, they can be related to entomology or not at all. Um, I guess it would be a hobby. Um, so what are some hobbies that you enjoy to do when you're uh, when, in your free time? I, I kind of collect hobbies, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I do a lot of woodworking. Um, I'm working on becoming a certified dog trainer. Wow. Uh, and um, more related to the insect side of it, I, there's this webcomic uh, that I post, Insect Fun Facts, and that has developed into a, a Discord server with over 3,000 people. And I, I've just started doing a TikTok to supplement that as well. That's really cool. Wow. That's really awesome. So is that just like little f a fun fact a day or something like that? Or what is that? Yeah. So um, the webcomic updates once a week. So mm -hmm. every time it updates, I'll read it. And depending on what pops up in there, because it's an insect themed webcomic, I'll put a fun fact of what they got right or what what the data actually says mm. versus uh, what the conventional knowledge is. Okay. I uh, yeah, and then the Discord or the TikTok is more what people people can ask questions. Okay. If they're interested in a certain insect or if they're interested in a certain path, like what what kind of fun facts come from that as well. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that sounds really fun, actually. So just anyone can join that, or do they need to be invited or something? Yeah, yeah, anyone can join that. I, I can, I can give you the uh, the code for getting into it if you want. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you can give that right now. Okay. Uh, let's see. So the code for the Discord is capital T X lowercase X capital U capital S. 7, lowercase m, lowercase a, lowercase r, capital P, and capital N. Okay, so I'll put that in the description and people can join it that way. Okay, so the last question I had for you was, um, what are your plans for the future? Do you have any fun trips that you want to go on or uh, research that you want to do? Do you want to maybe shift focus with your work a little bit? Um, so what are, do you have any plans for the future, really? Yeah, so... Um 
for uh, for trips to go on. My entire bucket list is actually every country in the world. Wow. So that's <laughs> quite the quite the list. <laughs> just a bit. I'm slowly chipping away at that. Uh, and um, for actual career future plans, I I want to start off by doing research, research and development type of uh, work, and slowly transition into more of uh, informal education or mm. outreach type type of stuff. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is that it? I, I think so. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I really appreciate uh, your time, Grace. And uh, thank you. It was a really great talk. It was nice to um, meet you and learn about what you've worked on. Um, so thanks for talking with me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right.